This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Eel, the Edwin Elder Library. And what this podcast is geared to do is to share books from my home, the Edwin Elder Library that we have here. Um, several shelves. In fact, it's grown over the years substantially. We have books in every room, it seems like, um, geared to different topics and stuff. But the room I'm standing in is um, a little office area that has... The, a shelf that says Edwin Elder Library and a plaque that says this library is dedicated to the Lord in honor of his servant Edwin Elder. And what I do is take different books out of this library and I do book summaries. I read portions of it and ad-lib some things that might pertain to my life um, that the Lord might impress on my heart and hope that it benefits others because what's good, what's the good of having shelves of books that never get read? If you are going to read them, share them. Share what you've learned. That's what Brother um, Harpo and Terre Haute said. He says, we learn stuff to teach other people. You know, no, that's what that's what life is. We learn from each other. Iron sharpeneth iron. We just try to try along this journey. That's what it is. It's a journey that we're going, and our goal is the promised land. Our goal is heaven. And sometimes we do feel like those Israelites wandering in the wilderness says we've done this before we've done this way before Um, but you know lessons are to be learned and along the way along the way we do pick up gold nuggets along the way we do pick up daily manna along the way we do meet friends and lay some down you know uh, a lot of the people died in the wilderness and they probably as in their journeys going around around they pass those graves probably endlessly and just like since my husband's death seven months ago, every day it's been like, I keep thinking of memories, things that we did, the love that we had, and the, and the sharing, the love that we have. In fact, a little um, canvas, um, pic, like a picture, but a little canvas saying that he got me on my 57th birthday, it says, Lisa, the day I met you, I have found the one whom my soul loves. You complete me and make me a better person. I was a little too late to be your first, but I want all my last to be with you. There is no pretending I love you, and I will love you until I die. And if there is life after that, I'll love you then. I love you forever and always. Love, Mark. And, you know, that's the truth. Another card he got me several years ago, it said that if one of us was to die before the other, the other would keep on living because their heart would keep on beating because the other half of my heart, you know. And anyway, that's the thing. Just, we learn from one another. We grow from one another. We we got good times and bad times. But all in all, you know, it says when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. Or you can get bitter or you can get better. And we pray that the Lord helps us to get better. Just like I've got this room, this office, my, this is the room that my husband used to sleep in when he worked um, He worked nights, and so he'd have to sleep in the daytime, the afternoon. And so we'd, um, we made it dark in this room. We put tinfoil in the windows and um, made it as dark as possible. And he had air conditioning running, fans running, block out noise. And, and um, he was able to sleep uh, to the best of his ability. Um, he had breathing problems, so he had a CPAP machine as well. But anyway, um, this I said, honey, I want you to come back to our room. And I said, uh, somehow, you know, what, when you retire, of course, that'd be in like 12 more years. 
I said, I want you to go back in there and what are we going to turn that room into? He said, an office. I said, honey, you already got an office. And I said, I said, but what? Uh, he said he was going to put a desk in here. So after he passed away, we took out the bed and um, Bowflex and different things that he had in this room and um, I put a desk in there. I put a desk in here and so, so that's like a little office and um, full of memories and stuff. But that's what life is. And this book about Azusa Street is memories of what God did in the early 1900s on Azusa Street in California and what he's still doing today. It was just Pentecost from Acts 2.38. It was Pentecost from the day of Pentecost in the, in the New Testament 2,000 years ago all revisited again and and again today you know it hasn't died off this what the lord did on the day of pentecost when jesus when he said it is expedient i go away because if he didn't go away he couldn't send the comforter you know so he went away and he sent the holy ghost which is christ in us the hope of glory he sent that and all through these years even though you know some it seems like revival sprouts up here and sprouts up there and sprouts up at different places. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And I just love reading these books about these accounts because I see that he's still doing the same thing today. And he uses different things. He, he still uses men and women and one-on-ones, but he also uses technology now. You know, they didn't have the same kind of technology we have. And it's like, so every era, as more things are, uh, it seems like, you know, different things are coming to existence, but yet the same thing. People are still the same. People were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. People still follow after their own lust and after their the wickedness, and there's always evil and corruption, but still, in spite of that, God is faithful. In spite of that, He loves His people, and He will fill those that hunger they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled the people that's looking for him shall be filled and it's his people his bride when they're looking for him he will come again he's going to come again and take his children home and we must be ready because we don't know when it might be our last breath and we don't know when it might be the rapture we don't know what the day holds but we know who holds today we don't worry about tomorrow or our future because we know our lives are in his hands. Brother Frank Bartleman wrote on page 60, In the Christian Harvester, I wrote on the same date. Okay, I read this yesterday. At the New Testament church, a young lady of refinement was prostrate on the floor for hours, while at times the most heavenly singing would issue from her lips. It would swell as though reaching the throne and then die away in an almost unearthly melody. She sang, praise God, praise God. All over the house, men and women were weeping. A preacher was flat on his face on the floor, dying to himself. Pentecost had fully come. We had several all-night prayer meetings at the New Testament church, but Pastor Small never received the baptism of the Spirit with speaking in tongues. He was in a trying position. It was all new to him, and the devil did his worst to bring the work into disrepute and destroy it. 
He sent wicked spirits among us to frighten the pastor and cause him to reject it. But Brother Small was God's Moses to lead the people as far as the Jordan, though he himself never got across. Brother Seymour led them over, and yet, strange to say, Seymour did not speak in tongues himself until some time after Azusa had been opened. Many of the saints entered in before him. All who received this baptism of the Spirit spoke in tongues. Many stumbled in the beginning at Azusa because of the nature of the instruments for shoes. I wrote in the way of faith as follows. Someone has said, It is not the man who can build the biggest brush heap, but rather the one who can set his heap on fire that will light up the country. God can never wait for a perfect instrument to appear. If so, he would certainly be waiting yet. Luther himself declared he was but a rough woodsman to fell the trees. Pioneers are of that nature. God has more polished servants to follow up and trim and shape that timber symmetrically. A change of dynamite does not produce the finished product, but it does set loose the stones that later stand as monuments under the sculptor's skilled hands. Many high dignitaries of the Roman Church in Luther's time were convinced of the need for reformation. reformation. And they knew that he was on the right track. But they declared in so many words that they could never consent that this new doctrine should issue from such a corner. That it should be a monk, a poor monk, who presumes to perform, reform us all is what we cannot tolerate, they said. Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth, is what John one forty six said. You know, it's not what people look, look like. It's like, how could God use these women on Bonnie Bray Street in, in California in a prayer meeting... To start to ignite, to ignite a revival that spread, that outgrew that space, and they went to Azusa Street, and then it, it outgrew that space and spread throughout the world. But there was, like they said, even amidst the revival, there was those that dejected it. There was those that rejected it. There was those ones that um, said all men are evil things against them. And you know, it could happen about anything else in the ministry. You know. Um, um, my husband and I, we started this online ministry called Hazelwood USA. Hazelwood is where the United Pentecostal Church International headquarters was for many years in St. Louis area. And it's recently moved to Weldon Springs, which I think is kind of cool because what we want to hear God say, well done. So uh, anyway, um, Hazelwood, Hazelwood USA is the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. That's the, the model for the United Pentecostal Church International. But my theme, my idea was to have a theme park. I wanted a place, uh, like a uh, a place where people could come hang out, kind of like Disney World. Um, only there'd be a few rides, but most of the places like buildings and stuff or different things like a museum where the archives of, you know, uh, of the Pentecostal movement could be at, and um, places where there's like the Hallelujah Square where there's like talent shows and um, uh, just not necessarily talent shows, but talent being going, singing and music being going on. Uh, there would be a place like a, a chapel for prayer. Prayer meetings be going on all the time. And just different things. And basically, basically, that's what we've already got. We've got Bible schools. We've got general conferences. We've got conferences. All kinds of things going on all the time. I just was thinking of a place. But, man, I know it would have to be humongous. <laughs> it would have to be humongous. But when God put that on my heart, it was years ago. It was before the Internet. <laughs> Seriously, I had this idea before the internet. I wrote Hazelwood, um, Missouri. I wrote to a headquarters and they told them my idea, and they said they didn't foresee any theme parks in the in the future. I was hoping to be that little, um, put that little seed, you know, dynamite. Somebody that could do it, somebody that actually had the means, could take my idea and make it happen. Well, it is on the internet. 
we have church 24-7. You can go to YouTube or different websites and listen to preaching all the time. There's all kinds of gospel talent being aired, all kinds of praises to the Lord 24-7. We got puppet ministries, children's church, outreaches. You can give um, Tupelo's Children's Mansion. You can just... Um, help out these different places, Lighthouse Ranch for Boys and different things. You can go to Amazon and um, connect your charity, Amazon Smiles. I've got two little children's mansion. When I spend money buying things I'd buy anyway, it comes to my house and stuff, but they get a little a little portion. I saw the other day, I think they got like $10 or something like that is what I've generated so far. Hardly anything, but I've only been doing it like a year or so. Um, but it adds up. I seem like they got over 18000 and stuff um, donated to them from smile donations from other people. So as many people, if you don't know about that, go check out Amazon.smiles and put Tupelo's Children Mansion or a charity of your choice on there. Somebody might benefit from, you know, what you're already spending. Anyway, there's kinds of things we can do that we are doing, like my library. I can't, people can't come in my home. I mean, and come in just a bunch of y'all come in here and sit in my room and read from the book. And you can buy your own copy, of course. I got this one that I got my hand off of Amazon. But uh, a lot of these books we bought from headquarters, uh, Pentecostal Publishing House. And um, we could have a book study sometime if we needed to. But you can do it on the internet. You can do it on your own free time, whatever time, day or night, wherever you're at in the world. That's one cool thing. It is Hazelwood, USA. It is the whole gospel. It is uh, Acts 2.38. It is revival all over the place because Jesus is preparing his bride and that's what we got to just do just keep on getting filled with Jesus if it ever transpires where I get to actually have a, a theme park I told Melissa the other day I said how do you think Dollywood got started I said she bought out a silver dollar city like the one in Branson there was one here in Tennessee somehow she was able to purchase that and then she changed it up how she wanted it who knows maybe some big college or something somewhere might become available someday and we could do something like that who knows only god knows and if we don't in heaven heaven is going to be the theme part of the lifetime eternity we could be praising jesus around the throne 24 7 um anything that anything that the desires of our heart is going to be in heaven we're going to be with our loved ones forever and ever there's going to be singing all kinds of talent shows in heaven there's going to be all kinds of things that's the theme part that i'm longing to see so if you haven't received the holy ghost and be baptized in jesus name study it search it out pray about it because it's for you this revival is for everyone whosoever will and um as you all know my husband had a burden for goodland kansas where he was born and he always wanted to go back there and start a, a church there on his he was hoping to, uh, to buy his grandparents farm i think uh, one of his uncles or one of his uncle's family had possession of it but they don't it's nobody's on there now it's just kind of in ruins because they live in Cal, um, colorado now the people that um, own it but anyway his he wanted to go back there and I told him not long before he died, I said, honey, I said, I know it's not how you, how you meant to, but I said, we are in Goodland. I said, we are, we're, we're all kinds of places. I said, we're touching your cousins that used to live there that's moved off to other places and some of your relatives. I said, um, there's a place called Goodland Thrift 
that watches me every Sunday, you know, watches our watches us. He got cousins, and then just last night, just last night, one of his cousins from North Dakota was born and raised in Goodland. In fact, lived there until till 2016. Is my, uh, Mark's dad's uh, sister Ida's granddaughter, Joyce Joyce lady and she texted me she said I was on her heart yesterday and she just wanted to let me know that she was glad that I was continuing the ministry even after Martin died so, and she like she was from Goodland she don't live there now but she's from Goodland so we are it is going because God knows the desires of our heart even though Mark's gone he's going to be in Goodland he is in Goodland and I'm like I said before I'm hoping to write a book about him and um, making it available to um, the people in Goodland and then the people that his relatives, you know, that was raised there and live elsewhere now, and as many other people that it might be blessed by that book. I haven't been working on it too much lately, but I'm going to get back to it. But anyhow, I guess this podcast kind of all, it just all kind of ties in together, promoting the things of God, you know, just lifting up the name of Jesus in all we do. And, um, I thank God for that. I thank God that he laid on one of Mark's cousins to to, uh, to message me that last night. Because we we've never met in real life. We've never met in real life. And so, um, I just wish I could tell Mark. But I think he'll know. He'll know in heaven when we all get there. When we all get there, he's going to have sheaves in his hand because of his life and his ministry. He is. We all are. So let's all just keep working for Jesus because he's faithful. Jesus is faithful. He that began a good work is able to complete it. And I praise him for that. Well, you have a wonderful day. Love you all. Tell your friends about this podcast because I only had one listener yesterday that I know of. And um, But if it can just touch one person, that's good. But if it can go out to more, I just don't want, I just don't want my life to be in vain. None of us do. We want to all do anything we can but one thing's for sure if we don't if we don't make an effort to share the gospel then it won't go out but when we make an effort you know that I heard a preacher say that not, uh, too long not too long ago he said if you have a church service or if you have a meeting or do something if nobody comes but you did it because God told you to do it you're still going to get the reward because you obeyed you obey. Doesn't that excite you? That excites me. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You obey God and he's going to give the rewards. Well, you have a wonderful day. Love you. Bye-bye.